and welcome to Pros and Dams. Good evening, audience. Good evening, audience. And what an evening and, it is. And moderate salut- salutations to you, pros. Uh, mediocre uh, hellos to you as well, Dams. That seems like a compromise I can live with. Well, it, it'll have to do. It'll have to do for now. <laughs> That'll do, pig. That'll do. So, when we... Rose. Yes, Dams. It's, it's starting to get cold out. It is starting to get cold out. I don't like the feeling. I'm allergic to the cold. You have cold, cold anitis? Uh, probably seasonal, seasonal depression. Um, I don't get enough sun as it is. Um, but you know, this certainly doesn't help matters at getting dark at 7.30 now. That's that sad, is that what's called sad? Seasonal affective disorder. It's a nice way of saying, uh, people don't like when it gets dark out early. Well, and it gets, it gets really bad. I mean, I work 8.30 to 4.30. And at its worst in the year, yeah, you go to work in the dark, and it's pretty much dark or just there on sunset on the way home. And I'm like, I only work, you know, a, a sum total of eight hours. Right. What the heck? Right. It it adds up. It adds up quick. Um, and then you know it it stays for. What a month, you know, like that, where it seems like, mm-hmm. is this ever going to end? Is it, you know, in the, you're like suicidal by the end of the month, and then it like, oh, it's it's gotten a little lighter. Okay, okay, there's hope. There's hope. Was that that January? The end of January is that when it turns? Uh, yeah, I think the equinox is the twenty first. Yep, that's why my entire adult life I've always picked, um, doing, uh, going on vacation. Either in late February or early or early March. Yeah, because I don't understand. Everyone goes on summer vacations. Congratulations if you go on a summer vacation. That's great. It's the only thirteen weeks of the year where you can be in enjoying where you actually reside. Oh, absolutely. It, it's uh, you know in upstate New York. It. Or the fall. I don't understand people who go away in the fall either. This is the nicest time of year to be in upstate New York. It's 70s during the day, cool at night. The foliage. Right. The scenery. It's like, why? What? Why? 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 Like in the winter, we have like 30 days straight of no sun. Yeah. And, you know, that's when you need the vacation the most. Everything else is pretty much status quo in your life. Right. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, you know, they, they threaten me at work like, you better not take off during Christmas or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, that's fine. I'd rather take off like middle of February when everybody else doesn't have anything else going on. You know, I, I don't see the threat. I think, uh, you know, the best times of the year, you know, after Christmas, because Christmas, you could still get some nice days. You could get some 50-degree days in December, early December, 60-degree mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then w- once, once that's over, then all hope's lost, pretty much. Then it's, yeah, then it's just a survival mechanism between January to the end of March. Yeah. 
And I feel like these last couple of years, winter just comes later. Winter has come later, but it's lasted like this year. It was zero degrees in like March for like a good portion of March. I remember. Did we get some snow in April? Yeah, it it just like did not end this year. Look at us. Well, pros, here's hoping to 2019 being better than 2018. Yes. Uh, let them let them say that pros and doms is not an uplifting show. Indeed. And, uh, you know, we're not the weather channel. We're not the weather channel, but we do what we can. Right. We're better than the weather channel. Uh, who's that guy? I, I can't think of There's like that. Jim Cantori. Jim Cantori. There, there's always that because it's always in upstate New York. They're like, oh, the weather's so bad. Jim Cantori is here today. You know, you know, there's always that one day where it's so absolutely terrible out that, you know, and then like everyone at work is like, Jim Cantori is right down the street. And like, they're like airdropping yeah. them into Buffalo after their 900th inch of snow. Yeah. They make them stand outside for 10 seconds like, it's really bad out here. <laughs> I've always wanted to interview Jim Cantori and just see how long I could keep him out there for with dumb questions. <laughs> it's like, what type of snow is it? Well, what do you mean? Well, the, 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 the Eskimos, the the I you can't even call them that anymore. But those people, um, they have like thirty two different words for like ice or snow. So Jim, what, what describe to me the consistency? So if you had to put this on a spectrum of cold, ten being the coldest you've ever felt, and zero being this stuff's going to start melting, what number would it be and why? <laughs> Jim, is that a Dunkin' Donuts behind you? Are they open? Because you're advising people not to be on the road. Are they open? Because that must mean an employee's there, and they must have traveled. Why do you think that they kept that Dunkin' Donuts open? Jim, why don't you go across the street and interview that Dunkin' Donuts employee and see if they really want to be there, if they want to be in the safety of their home right now? <laughs> I'm really not leaving this area. Well, that's a shame, Jim, because the whole point of this is to try and give our viewers a little better insight firsthand. So we'll just wait while you and the camera guy and the boom mic guy go across the street there. It doesn't look like there's much traffic. We can wait. We don't have anything for the next. Yep. We've just been told by our producers we're blocking the next eight hours to cover this one storm here in Buffalo. So we're good. We'll wait. <laughs> And just, can I make Jim Cantori lose it would be my goal. Yeah. Or, you know, thanks Jim for putting all these rescuers at risk. Cause you know, you and your 20 person crew are out in the worst of weather and who, I mean, I don't even know. Do they drive a tank? Do they drop a tank in there that says the weather channel on it? Is it a weather channel branded tank? What do they drop? Some sort of, I don't Jeep? know. Some sort of, you know, they used to say like Humvees were good, but I mean, I think they would get stuck. They're just big and heavy. I don't know. Is he drive? Does he drive a super? You think he drives there, like in a Subaru? Well, I don't. I don't think he can fly into wherever he's doing. You know, whatever. Because I feel like the airports are the first thing they close down. You think it's just a studio, and he's got a green light behind him. 
No, like, some of that's just too real, <laughs> and I don't think Jim has that has the acting chops to pull that off. The because there's a marked difference between Jim Cantori in a wet and like a winter weather state, and then in like a tropical storm hurricane state. You don't think they're making snow in the studio, and there's just some guy in Buffalo who's agreed to take his uh, his Nest camera and turn it around. To the, no, to the absolutely outside. not. No, I think <laughs> I think Jim would be possessing acting skills far beyond Jim's abilities. All right, yeah, that's that's fair. Well, I mean, you know, there's a reason that he's doing it, and not anyone else, because anyone else can stand out there. Oh yeah, yeah. So he does have to have some skills. I don't know. He can he can dodge flying traffic signs as he's talking to the camera. You think in Hollywood there's like a casting call for Weather Channel uh, people and, you know, it's like, well, we, you know, we need some more fresh faces and then, you know, they're they're having them like act out like different weather scenarios. Well, let's be real. I think it's more of a acting job than it is an actual meteorologist job. Yeah. And they're like, well, he was no Jim Cantori. He was no Jim. Oh, we need another Cantori. Where we're never going to get our CNN weather department off the ground. Yeah. I mean, so the National Weather Service, I think, isn't that like a government agency that... Yeah, that's through NASA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so they need the scientific background it, like to interpret the, the pressure systems coming in and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Jim Cantori is just reading off of what, whatever they're saying, right? Like he's and trying not to die. He's not doing his own. You think he's doing his own calculations? No, because he's trying not to die. I think you can't accomplish much when you're put, when you're literally torso deep in snow or in the eye of a category four hurricane. I don't think that's your time to get out your weather models and start predicting. You don't think I could be wrong. <laughs> you don't think he's doing armchair uh, statistics, you know, with his like uh, pipe at night. Like, well, that's according to the Gaussian model, which is what the National Weather Service uses. But I use this model and it's telling me that it's going to be five degrees. You know, like, I don't think. No, yeah. I think he's just trying to dodge a telephone pole coming at him at a very high rate of speed. No, that equation's all flawed. You got to do it this way. I don't think he's saying that. No. <laughs> well, bros, as much as I would love to keep going and fantasizing about how I could ruin Jim Cantori's life, I believe you you called this bros and doms to order for for, for something that I, we want to talk to the to the peoples about. So, so what happened? Well, as I've said before on this show, I think a central theme of this show uh, is not comedy, but it is security of our homes. I think, that, I think if the podcast had a theme, I would say security is the kind of theme of the studio, of the home. Would you agree, disagree? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's... That- I mean, that goes back to our first night, our first episode, and it, it kind of relates. I think you can say security in many aspects, even like our own mental security when we're talking about random signs or, you know, a traumatic event 
that, um, you know, I, I endured at a dad's daughter weekend. I think everything pretty much relates that, you know, that base need of security. Right. Uh, well, I, I want to talk, I want to revisit the security topic because I, I don't think we're getting enough of that central theme on this show. Um, you know, we talk about Subway, uh, eat fresh, yeah, right. We talk about the weather, but security is where, where I'm at tonight, where the central focus of this show is going to be. So, and it's where you've been the most, bros, even back to the uh, whole homicide, you know, that localized homicide. Yes. Uh, so, so tonight uh, I want to regale the listeners with a story of security or insecurity, um, which all starts with me uh, coming home from work. Uh, so my job requires me to work all different shifts. This week I was working second shift and I come home, you know. What is that exact time, bros? That exact time? I mean, I, what, what, what is second shift? Uh, I don't want to give away too many details because I'm concerned for my own security. Uh, right. But later, much later in the night. It, it's midnight plus or minus an hour. How about we say that? Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm coming home. At midnight, plus or minus an hour. Um, and I'm going my usual route. Um, it's nice and quiet at night. That's the one perk of working these off shifts is, you know, usually when you're commuting to and from work, it's usually not that busy because you're not in the morning rush hour. You're not in the evening rush hour. I, I'm doing my usual thing. Uh, occasionally, I get like a car or two that, you know, is driving kind of crazy they honk at me or something but i'm just trying to get home um i'm usually driving pretty fast below the speed limit you know allegedly and uh i i get i don't believe that <laughs> um i get home i pull in to my residence which is a, a kind of a shared residence with other um I, homeowners, I guess you could say. They're all kind of connected. And I, I pull in and uh, a car length and a half in front of me, because I, so I'm, I pulled in, I'm behind a car, which there's no people at, but the, the car in front of that car, so, you know, one and a half cars in front of me are two people um, and they have both doors open in the car. Um, which isn't abnormal if I'm coming home on a Friday night or Saturday night or heck even a Sunday night, you know, cause it's the weekend, you know, people are out, you know, at second shift times, but this was like, this was not one of those nights. Uh, so they, they look back at me and I, and I make eye contact with them and just as cool as can be, they casually shut the doors to the car and they walk away. Now, this didn't concern me at first because they didn't, uh, they didn't seem that menacing. Uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't pull out any weapons. They didn't do anything of the sort. However, I realized because 
uh, I'm the type of person that has memorized the owner of every car, you know, around me, probably in, you know, in the neighborhood. Um, and I, I realized that was not the owner of the car who was in that car. So at first, maybe I thought, you know, maybe this is the grandchildren coming over. But then it occurred to me, why are they out so late at night? It's not like a holiday weekend or anything like that. So something didn't sit right with me. So I, I made sure to get inside my house and secure my door. Uh, and this was the course of like 120 seconds, we'll say. In the course of 120 seconds, I realized that there's somebody that I see, I make eye contact with, I get out of my car. My headlights are super bright on these people. I turn off my car. The, the beauty of my car is my headlights do not go off until I lock my car. So I leave my headlights on until I get inside. I hit the lock button so the headlights come off. My car is locked. The door is locked behind me. And I decide to call 911. And I, oh my. yes, and I report that uh, there are some people I don't know going through my neighbor's car. And I don't think it was the owner or any relative of the owner who was going through the car. And they were six or seven feet away. Uh, from you. From me. So I proceed to turn every light downstairs on in my house. Um, I go through my house and make sure it's secure. Where are these people? Well, Because you said that when you approached them, they walked, they got out of the car and casually walked away. Where did they walk to? Well, so that's the weird part is, is the, the row of houses I live in is shaped like a U. And they, they walk towards the... The, you know, the horizontal line of the U. Which... So they stayed within the... They didn't flee? Well, so I think... This is what I think happened, is they, they walked towards that horizontal line of the U. And... Uh, they, they must have stayed there for a couple minutes to make it seem like they were going into one of the houses. You know, so I wouldn't think anything of it, you know, to make me feel reassured. Um, and I, what I think happened is after a couple minutes, they waited to see if I was going to come back outside or, or confront them. And after like two minutes, then they briskly walked outside of the U. So they headed up to the other, other vertical part of the U and back onto the city street. So they didn't, they didn't do like a total giveaway and just like, you know, just break run. No, no, they did not. They, they acted like they completely owned the place just as cool as can be, which was crazy. Like, I feel like I could never pull that off. Like if you, if you told me I had to go, go through somebody's car at night and then somebody else pulled up like right behind me, I would, I would probably jump 20 feet in the air and be sprinting you know, with my heart pounding through my chest. Well, and you would do that, bros, because I think one of the biggest reasons is it would be one of the first times you've ever done that. And I don't think they're any different. That can't be the first car they've ever rummaged through. No. So, uh, so the follow-up to this 
while I'm waiting for the police to arrive because uh, the response times in Syracuse, New York are, you know, 40 minutes plus for something like this. You know, if you're not actively getting shot at here, it's, uh, you know, if they catch up with you sometime during the day, the next day, you know, that's good enough for them. Um, so while I'm waiting for the police, I, I look through my Nest Cam video. And I think, so the reason I think they, they fled like two minutes later is I think I just barely saw a glimpse of something moving way off in the distance in my Nest Cam video. Um, and it, it, it was probably them a few minutes later, but it was very, you couldn't even make out if it was a person or not. You just saw like a little, you know, twitch of light. Uh, but I had these people clearly caught on my Nest Cam video. I couldn't really make out the faces, but I saw two people on the video. You got them. Got them. So the police come. They follow up with me. It turns out uh, my neighbor had some sort of, some expensive like construction tool stolen from this car. I don't really know. It was like a measuring device or something. Because I, I called my neighbor. He just happened to be up because he's up all odd hours of the night too. Um, and he, you know, he went through his car and he's like, yeah, they took such and such thing. Um, so, you know, we, we filed the report and then I disclosed to the police that I have the Nest Cam video and I share it with them. I share the Nest Cam video. Awesome. Kind of cool. Uh, and then... Even cooler is they follow up with me, and I'm I'm just pulling up the uh, the email right now. Um, you know they 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 tell me something to the effect uh, is that they've forwarded it to the department's technology division to enhance the images and will continue the investigation from there. So. Uh, you know, in, back in 2001, there was a NCIS episode. Are you familiar with NCIS? Like the yeah, I'm a, a familiar with the series. So there, there was a meme, uh, you know, that they could uh, take uh, video camera footage and just enhance it. You know, like oh, and enhance. You know, and I, I don't know if technology has gotten to the point now where that is actually a reality. Because uh, it used to be a meme because it was a complete joke back in the day because we all know the... the There was nothing to enhance. Yeah, the quality of the video is only as good as the quality of the video. If you're zooming in on pixels, you're just zooming in on pixels. You know, it's the same way if you take a magnifying glass to the newspaper and you see like the little dots, you know, of the, print, the right. printed image. It's not... You're not making the image sharper. You're just You're just seeing more of the base parts of the image. It's not revealing too much of anything, but. Well, bros, I, I, I appreciate the technology and all that, but I'm, I'm most concerned about how, how did this make you feel? I mean, we, we, it's clearly been demonstrated what happened with your, your watchtower and, and all of that over the year, but this, this is real. That was real. This is real. I mean, this, this, this would happen much closer than that double homicide. This was you, in a sense, confronting them. It, it hit close to home is where it hit. It could have gone many worse ways than it actually did, thankfully. 
Yes. Uh, You know, being six feet from somebody who's committing a crime um, and the crime is against, you know, your fellow neighbors or it could have been against you if you were there uh, is a little unnerving. You know, the fact that the one looked back at me, uh, you know, he could have easily ran towards me rather than coolly walking away from me. Um, although I, I gotta admit at that point of the night when I'm just getting out of work, I'm very like, if somebody came at me with a knife, I would just go crazy on them. Like I would go all out, like I'm going to die, you know, or kill this person. I gotta say, cause you know, once you get done with a 10, 12 hour shift, you're, you, you really don't care about much in the world anymore. There's no fear left in your heart. Uh, and that's how I felt that night. That's how I felt. How do you feel now, bros? I feel a little all unnerved. I feel like the okay. watchtower definitely needs to be revisited, um, if not constructed uh, even more prompter than before. I feel reassured by the Nest camera footage that if somebody were to come to my front door, I would be able to very clearly see them because this was. You know, we're talking like 12 feet away. We're trying to pick this up in the middle of the night, you know, and make out faces. And it's very hard. But if they were at my front door, um, be assured I leave all the lights on around my house outside. So the Nest Cam would very easily pick up their faces in 1080p. I think with that 1080p, I think there is definitely an opportunity for an, for like legitimate enhancement. I think they could definitely do some sort of search with that. Um, staying the distance they did away from the house with that kind of darkness. Um, you know, if you've ever done any camera shooting in the dark, you know that the it's the ISO value, which is the sensitivity of the sensor, has to increase, which increases the camera noise, uh, which makes the right. image quality less. Uh, it, it definitely draws back from the image, but when you get into a light source, the camera doesn't require as high of an ISO and therefore there's less image noise. So, uh, they would definitely be made out on that video. Oh man, I, I, you know, there again, I'm sorry that you had to, I mean, even this, like I said, I, I, I feel lack, I feel less than I feel lacking because I, I, you know, I remember, hearing about that double homicide and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry you went through that. But I mean, this, this is directly you. This is a, this is a lesser crime of course, uh, but more concerning because it's hitting closer to home and the closest, I mean, you can't get much closer than that. 12 feet from the front door, 10, 12 feet. If that, um, so that's why I'm proposing a new measure in addition to the watchtower. No, dear. I'm proposing, uh, is, you know, the tomb of the unknown soldier. Y- y- yeah. Yes, bro. So I'm proposing, uh, we're going to treat this, uh, my home, like the tomb of the unknown soldier. And I'm going to, um, essentially march, um, in a uh, 62 foot, which I think is the, the length of the tomb, um, 62 foot uh, length, uh, just back and forth all day. 
in a well, suit. You you work. No, no, no. Um, I I have plenty of time to take off, so I think I can get this accomplished. Um, I'm going to recruit other people, you know, to relieve me of my duties. I think I could get maybe 12 hours of steps in a day and, uh, you know, have the other person do the other 12. Are you, you're not going to dress up as a soldier. I mean, like they're in full uniform. I, oh, I'll be in full gear. Um, I'll have like a camel back on my back for water um, and maybe put a calorie source in there too to keep me nourished. Um, at least until the Watchcott Tower gets constructed and I can uh, watch from afar. So you're going to have somebody else build a watchtower while you remain as a sentry within your housing complex. Yes. And I will not rest until that watchtower is completed. Uh, and I may, I may still, you know, on holidays, I may still go out, you know, on Christmas, maybe I'll dress as Santa, but still, you know, kind of goose step back and forth in front of my place. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. You heard it first. You heard it, uh, at the same time I've heard it, uh, Rose is not modifying the watchtower he's in a sense doubling down and um proposing now a new short-term goal a new short-term strategy along with the long-term strategy of the watchtower as always we recommend we 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 solicit and desperately need other voices than just pros and doms in each other's heads so um tweet us at pros and doms uh, that's with two D's and, um, or if you have a suggestion that has a more visual element to it, we're on Instagram at pros and doms. Um, let us know because, uh, I'm last time I was an active discourager of the watchtower, but you know what this sometimes you need to just to be able to be there to support your friend through, um, a difficult time. So I am, my support for you pros in this endeavor is me not naysaying any of this right now and just leaving it to the viewers, to the listeners to maybe put their two cents in. But ultimately, um, enough is enough. And pros, you got to do what you got to do. You see that the, the NAS cam is a virtual device where the, Physical patrol is a physical nest. It's a living human being walking back and forth. Person spotted front yard, person spotted backyard. Movement detected. I hear noises. Right. right. That's exactly what the nest cam does via a text message. Right. Yes. Like it gives you motion activation. Via push notification. Yes. Yeah. So that you wouldn't have to do that. Well, yes, but this is a much larger radius of coverage. Well, it's either that or buy 10 Nest Cams. That's all I got.
okay, let's let's just leave it like we did with the Watchtower Bros and keep all options on the table and we'll come back and reevaluate because obviously this is not a one and done thing. Security will is an ongoing issue in every instance of our lives and this one is one of the most direct forms of security. So um we'll keep it we'll keep it out there, keep it uh Give it a possibility and um, leave it up to you guys. What should bros do in the short term? Is it uh, a walking sentry model um, patrolling not only himself but his neighbors? Should he recruit so that he would have the ability to rest and maintain his career and uh, get the carpenters and all the permits rolling on the watchtower? Or is it just maybe to buy a couple more nest camps. Um, like with anything, there's pros and doms. So it's got to evaluate the pros and pros and doms of everything, right? Wait, pros. Donate to pros and doms for the nest cam build. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening and have a good night.